0: they have disappeared forever but this is the moment we've all been waiting for ladies and gentlemen the four
1: horsemen and the girl horsemen yeah nope
0: are you listening horsemen you will get what's coming to you thank
1: you everybody in
0: ways you can't expect
1: hey it's great to be back
0: All right, you are listening to Don't Be That Guy, at Super This is episode 359. I'm Marquise Mike. It's winter,
1: and I'm tired of it. Oh, jeez. We had, uh, we're, we're in the midst of second winter now. It's total bullshit. Yeah. You cannot go from 50-degree weeks to sub-10, to, sub to single-digit.
0: Those uh, that, those weeks when we were in 50 degrees, that, that was like the
1: eye of the hurricane. Yeah, that's... Like it passed yeah.
0: over us, and we were like, oh, it's beautiful, and then, or a tornado, I guess, and then the rest of the
1: tornado... Is falling behind. So it. maybe we're maybe we're on the backside of this uh, winter cyclone. Yep. And next week will be sixty. I blame the groundhog.
0: Oh, he that son of a bitch. He predicted this. Damn that groundhog. Yeah, I gotta you know knocks me on my butt. We're, God, we we haven't recorded in like a month. It's been a bit. Yeah. We had to. It's it's turn it turned out bit. to start a podcast. We've always said no no skill. Obviously. No, no. Hardly any equipment. A little hardware. A little hardware. No cost, really. I mean, until, unless you're going to invest in your hardware and internet connection. Turns out, I left one thing out. You need a voice. Yeah. You can't record a podcast unless I just typed everything out and had the uh, the computer speak
1: for me. Yeah, M- Mark has, has been inaudible. Yeah, for like three weeks.
0: Right now, I'm drinking a beer and uh, tea with honey.
1: I thought you were supposed to go lemon. Well, honey soothes the... Yeah, like helps soothe, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lemon's what the singers do yeah. to get the gunk out. I was having no lemon. That's a tropical fresh, fruit. We're in the middle fresh, of a second winter. Fresh out of lemon. Yeah. Not only is Mark got laryngitis or whatever, he's going to get fucking scurvy.
0: Yeah. No citrus. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, it gives plenty of time to watch stuff. What have you been watching?
1: Yeah, so I got I got a. I'll try to go through these quick because I got I've mm-hmm. seen some stuff. Um, got out to the theater. Uh, I went and saw Scream. Okay. It is what it is. Five Creams. Right? It's it's it is what it is. I didn't particularly like it at all, mm. but it was okay, and it was I like being in a the theater. A uh, good theater movie, just kind of like hijinks. Yeah. Um, good cast, too. Good cast. I like the guy that's from The Boys. Um, Dennis Quaid's boy. Is that? Is that? Jack. Jack Quaid. That, yeah, it's Dennis, G- Dennis Quaid's oh, okay. son. Oh, um, I watched... I wish I would have saw this in the Smith theater. I didn't. I Ooh. watched it at home. I watched uh, Nightmare Alley. Okay. <clears throat> that movie is fantastic. I don't know why... Well, I know why it failed, because we're in a pandemic and there's all kinds of weird shit going on. Spider-Man didn't fail. I... I... Yeah, I don't know why you know Nightmare Alley failed. i tell
0: you exactly why. It's a movie for grown-ups, and everyone, including grown-ups, are children. You're all children.
1: Yeah.
0: And you go spend a billion dollars to see the Spider-Man movie, which I liked. I like Spider-Man, yeah. But go double feature with Nightmare Alley, so... Spider-Man's a movie. <laughs>
1: Nightmare Alley's a film. It's, it's cinema. It is good. Nightmare it's, Alley's good.
0: As Marty Scorsese
1: would say. <laughs> um... I saw a movie, uh, 1952, The Turning Point. This is what this was a, a noir, uh, a noir alley um, selection from my boy Eddie Muller, and um, I really don't remember a whole lot of this movie. Um, oh yeah, new new uh, city attorney trying to clean up crime. Oh, it turns out his dad's corrupt. Uh, it was okay. Turning Point, 1952, it was okay. Um, got out to the theater for another one. I went and saw Death on the Nile. Okay. Um, I thought it was good. you see Murder on the Orient Express? did not see Murder on the Orient Express. Joe Bright's part two. Um, well, I mean, I've, I've read all these Ag- Agatha Christie books, so, like, I know them. Yeah, but what if Kenneth Branagh took uh,
0: artistic liberty?
1: I'm not saying he didn't. I guess I don't know. No. I, I like Death on the Nile. I think it's pretty good. Um, I did not, yeah, I did not see Muran or Oregon Express, because it had someone in there that I didn't like. I can't remember who, but I was like, I don't like that person, I'm not going to see it.
0: Is it Josh Gad?
1: No, I like Josh Gad.
0: Okay, you most certainly do not like Josh Gad. Do I hate Josh Gad? At least we went on a three week uh, run, like a year ago, where he kept coming up and you were like, I don't like Josh Gad.
1: But he's great in Avenue 5.
0: Maybe you've recently turned on Josh Gad, <laughs> but... Someone go back, 50 episodes, There was a three movie stretch where he comes up over and over again. He must have been in a sequel or something, we
1: did. That's fantastic.
0: And you're like, I hate
1: Josh Gad. Yeah, Josh Gad sucks. Thanks for reminding yeah. me I don't like Josh Gad.
0: Because then, the last episode we did, we brought up the the, the new Hulu show, I said, that's oh, got Josh Gad. And you're like, I like Josh Gad. And I was taken aback.
1: Maybe this is why... Maybe... I hope there is an episode, and, and we are talking about Murder on the Orient Express, and it is me being like, "I'm not going to see it." It's got Josh Gad. Yeah, it's Josh Gad. Gad. I mean, who else would be in that? I think I don't. I don't like Frozen. Josh Gad. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't like him. Oh, I thought you
0: meant just Murder on the Orient Express takes place in the winter. <laughs> I
1: don't, don't like him. He's. Cold. I don't like him. I don't like him uh, out there like promoting his stupid snowman character from Frozen. Yeah, I don't like that, Josh yeah. Gad. I like Josh Gad from Avenue Five. That's a funny Josh Gad. That's a Josh Gad I like. I'm sure there's a Josh Gad I absolutely dislike. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> um, gonna hit me,
0: and then I'll remember this little 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 streak we did with a bunch of Josh Gad movies
1: in a row. Um, I saw a, a newer film, uh, 2021. It's the Ma- the Maggie Gyllenhaal on Netflix, The Lost Daughter. Okay, yeah. Um, and it is really strange but really good really good Olivia Coleman's in it Um, she's great highly recommend that one Uh, another noir alley selection called Side Street and this is I also don't remember a lot of Side Street so maybe it's not that good but it's (laughs) been a while since I watched it that was on the 13th um okay more recent movies I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again yeah love it love it absolutely love it yeah it still rules um not sure it's my favorite tarantino i think ja- i think jackie brown still is but man do you know why you
0: watched um what's going on mexico or once upon a time in hollywood again just because. just because just because just felt like it yeah yeah i think subconsciously there's a reason and i'm gonna tell you off the show because no spoilers Okay. But I also wanted to revisit Once Upon a Time in
1: Hollywood. Oh, okay. So, but. I mean, I, I, I think maybe it's because it was on sale on uh, Amazon Prime like a couple weeks ago and I bought it for like ninety nine, and it's just been sitting on my, my watch list. It's a good time to watch it. Um, but now, like, I go around the house and I was like, like, I do something or, or say something and I was like, that was a Rick Dalton moment right there. <laughs> um, Sunday. Turner Classic Movies was having a Sidney Poitier 24-hour oh. marathon. RIP it was his Sidney would have been his Poitier. 95th birthday. Yeah, was Sunday, and I, I got a couple selections in from this. Um, I watched um, 1950 movie called No Way Out, and Sidney Poitier plays a, uh, a black doctor. Um, and like a lot of Sidney Poitier movies, most Sidney Poitier movies there's, there's a there's a large race, you know. Um, centered theme mm-hmm. and he plays, he plays a black doctor, a patient of his, a white patient dies. Um, it's fantastic. He's really good. All the supporting actors are really good. Um, and then, so man, I, I, and I was embarrassed. I'd never seen that movie. I, I was watching, like, I can't believe I've never seen this. And then I watched another movie that I hadn't seen. Another Sydney Poitier. This was on, I back to back. They, they just fired another one up and I just sat through it again. I mean, I started at, 7am Sunday morning and I watched Sydney I would have yeah. watched all day but I had to stop so I watched one more I watched 1955's Blackboard Jungle which is more of a Glenn Ford movie um, but Sydney uh, Porte plays uh, a high school student and it's about like delinquency and, and, and there's this whole like spiel at the, uh, the beginning of the movie about how ah, we take teen delinquency you know it was like this PSA thing pre-movie thing it was fantastic. Cindy Pote was really great in it. Um, Glenn Ford was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Just a, high, a movie, kind of a high school setting. Glenn Ford is a teacher in a in a you know a school for delinquents, and he's trying to overcome and get these. It's like 1955's Dangerous Mind, or maybe Dangerous Mind was a remake of this. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that movie's a must watch. Well, what well, want... does he address
0: the class from a chair, but he spins the chair around and sits in it backwards uh, he's not
1: that cool uh, not a remake he does man. some cool stuff though yeah. but he's not that cool that's that's all original that's um, all Pfeiffer fight for yeah he, he does some cool stuff but he's not that cool yeah. but if, if you want to delve into some Cindy Portier, um, this is a must watch both those movies No Way Out and Blackboard Gen they're fantastic and then uh, I decided I am going to revisit a childhood movie I watched 1988's Willow okay still fun yeah doesn't really hold up visually at all oh um, Mad Martigan's still awesome. Like, yeah. still a great character. Uh, Van, this is Val Kilmer's character. Yeah. Um, performances are, are, are mostly good, but just doesn't. It wasn't what I remembered. It's probably been thirty years since I watched it. I uh, I watched Willow as a child, and I remember thinking it was okay.
0: I'm not the biggest fantasy guy in the world. I remember I was in college, and uh, God, had some real nerd friends, and they were like, Willow is awesome. I was like, I don't. I don't know. Then we rewatched it, and so I got. Now we're talking fifteen years ago, and I was like, I remember walking away thinking Willow sucks. And these guys were creaming their jeans over Willow, and they're like, "Yes, it holds up." And so from there, I'm like, I'll never watch Willow ever again. Mm, because yeah,
1: I, I'm. I'm glad I'm not in here like, like with a big boner for Willow. Yeah, so. I was putting, like I, I think like story. story is still fun, but
0: it doesn't hold up. Yeah, I, mean, I just wrote it off. Was like, nah,
1: no, this sucks. It's this... a it's a fantasy movie for kids. Yeah, the story's okay. The plot's okay. A, the couple, like Warwick, um, Warwick Davis, Warwick Davis's performance yeah. is good, and as as is Val Kilmer. Um, but it's a. I mean, this day and age, it'd be a made for tv movie. Yeah, and it would st- it'd be a made for tv movie on a low rent channel. I think low rent cable, yeah. cable channel.
0: I think yeah, you um, don't like. Uh... like Cold Josh Gad. I don't like long haired Val Kilmer.
1: Fair enough. I like yeah. my Kilmer. Nice clean cut. Nice mm-hmm. man. Oh. Follows the rules. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, so I watched that and then I, I watched that on Disney Plus and so I huh. was like, oh, what else? And I was just kinda scrolling through Disney Plus and, and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna watch this. Nineteen eighty nine, Tom Hanks and a Dog, Turner and Hooch. Yeah. That movie holds up. That's awesome. That holds up. And that rounds out what I watched. Yeah. And I really I re- First time I watched Turner Hooch in 20 years, maybe longer, and frankly, Tom Hanks—he's acting with a dog, and he's crushing it. Yeah, dude can do anything. Would that movie have been better with Bruce Campbell though? <sighs> yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, just, uh, back to the Josh Gathright. This is also a conversation we had a hundred <laughs> episodes
1: ago. It <laughs> probably would have been better. <laughs> why?
0: Why didn't Bruce Campbell have a bigger career? Because yeah, Tom Hanks stepped on his corner.
1: And, yeah, yeah. It probably would have been better with yeah with Bruce Campbell. I'm not sure Bruce Campbell would have looked as good walking around in tidy whiteies like half the movie. Like Tom Hanks is in his underwear half the movie. He would have those seats cut. He's just walking around in briefs,
0: yeah.
1: half the movie. It like, would have been a really? different Turner and Hooch, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he would have been cooler. But that dog rules. Yeah. And so then I started researching the kind of breed that dog is and and stuff like that. What uh, was it? It's a uh, it's like a French Do de douja, oh, something. Oh yeah, the French um, Do de douja. Yeah. It's it's a giant to... short haired breed. Big motherfucker. Yeah. Supposed to be But in the shed. Supposed to be a good dog all around as long as you start your training early. Oh. If you don't though, they'll take over your life because much like the movie, mm-hmm. they are stubborn, strong, and drool. Yeah. But that rounds out what I've been I
0: will, you know, I don't want to double a bunch of stuff up. I also watch Nightmare Alley. Loved it. Thought it was awesome. It was on HBO and Hulu simultaneously. Uh, that's a fantastic movie. I'm glad it got some award show
1: love. Oh, did it? Yeah,
0: nominated for Best Picture.
1: Um, Are we talking real awards or Golden Globes?
0: <laughs> uh, uh, real awards. Okay.
1: Good. Good. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I only uh, I only acknowledge the Academy of okay. of, of cinema, <laughs> um, not the foreign press. <clears throat> yeah, nominated for Best Picture, and uh, I remember watching it. Uh, just like two weeks ago I said yeah
1: what a picture I am so out of the loop I hadn't even I didn't even know they nominated anyone yet it came out just like last week yeah alright so
0: well I, w- I wish Guillermo the best well, yeah as, as we do every season he's nominated coming up we talked about this when i was in theaters this guy coming off of the best picture win with Shape of Water mhm This movie looked pretty cool. It's got Bradley Cooper in it, plus a bunch of other famous people.
1: How did this open to, like, a million dollars? It's baffling.
0: Children. You're all children.
1: It's baffling, and that's the thing, too, is that, like, I, I mean, I saw, um. our theater wasn't showing it, so. That's That's why we didn't see it. I mean, yeah, the, the theater selection, and I think a lot of that has to do with, well, they're not hardly filling any seats. Yeah. So they're not going to give a movie. It makes more sense to show
0: yeah. Spider Man on three screens.
1: Yeah, like to... like our our regal was showing it, but it was like an eight o'clock at night show yes. every time. And I'm like, I'm not going down there for a three hour movie at eight o'clock at night. God, what are
0: they showing? Oh, yeah, I checked this. Lucas Pizza, Lucas Pizza movie. is like yeah. eight, eight thirty at night. Yeah, starts. I'm like I'm not going time. down there for that two hour film plus you sit through twenty minutes of previews. Like, God, midweek I'm going to get out of the theater at eleven o'clock at night. You
1: can't do it. Too old.
0: I'm a grown up, not like you children. Who got Nightmare Alley
1: out of the theaters so quickly. Well, that's another thing, too, I think, is the demographic mm-hmm. going to theaters. Like, adults are just not going to theaters right now. Yeah. You know, I think part of it, it well, most of it is the pandemic. But then, you know, a lot of, I think, like me, and not to derail your what you've been watching, oh, yeah. but I, I I, really like going to the theater. So if there's something I really want to see in the theater, I try, to get, I try my best to get there. Mm-hmm. Since they've reopened. Yeah. But I know a lot of people and like oh, and older people are like, well, it's on HBO, it's streaming, why would I go to the theater? And stuff. I'm like,
0: I don't know what. And don't at least know. they're giving us that. And you know, back in the day, you missed Nightmare Alley, you weren't going to see it on streaming for two months. And at least now you get yeah. the quick turnaround where yeah. a movie was in theaters and now they'll quickly turn it around and put it on a streaming service so at least people can watch it.
1: And I think part of that is they don't, they're not relying on media sales, so... Yeah. All right, well, we gotta wait to stream it until we get it out on DVD, because we want people to buy right. the DVD first before anyone can stream it. Yeah. we want to sell those units. Yeah. Anyway. No.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else did we cover already? Oh, uh, Lost Daughter. Also watched Lost Daughter. Fantastic Olivia Coleman uh, performance. I thought it was a, a really... I thought it was a really good movie. You know, under two hours. Um...
1: Nice little not thriller, kind of just psycho psychological thriller, if you will. Yeah,
0: it's more yeah the psychological. It's like a mental mystery. Not really even a mystery. Like, you you kind of watching this unfold, and you're just like, why? Why? why is this happening? So I guess you know at this at it, the heart of it, there's a
1: mystery. It kind of reminded me of a Memento. Yeah, less violent. Less violent. Yeah, but no yeah. murder at the at the heart of this. But yeah, violent. there's this. But, just kind
0: of, a lot of, lot of questions. Like, yeah, told in like that? this flashbacky way. Yeah. But it moves, too. I mean, yeah. it really moves. Yeah. Great Olivia Colman and great uh, woman who plays young Olivia Colman. So, some great performances yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think those were the two we overlapped on. Okay. Here's some other ones I watched. I with, here's ones we've talked about recently. The Tender Bar. I saw it. Uh... Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was fine. That was that was good. It was it was okay. You know, where the lost daughter, I was glued to it. Like, what is going on here? This was kind of like watching this kid get a degree. Yeah, I
1: was like, hey, good for good for you, kid. Pretty straightforward, just coming of age movie. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, and a pretty impressive Ben Affleck. Good that's ben,
0: good Affleck. Um, who's who's the grandpa? Bruce Dern? Bruce Stern. Bruce Stern. Yeah. I always I like when he shows up. The kid who played the lead. What was that, Baby Driver? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about him. Uh, it, it, was, it was okay. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, It's on Amazon Prime. You, know, um, you can check that out. Um, oh, here's one we've talked about recently. Don't Look Up. Um, I didn't hate it like Mike hated it, but it's certainly not a good movie. Um, that That's where I'm at with that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wish... I say this about a lot of Netflix movies. You know, I didn't say this about The Lost Daughter. That's professional Maggie and all. This doesn't need to be two and a half hours long. Get in there and edit this thing up. And uh, let's tighten it. And look, it's cool you got Ariana Grande. She doesn't need to be in the movie. Like, cut some of this stuff. You don't need Ariana Grande in this movie. It, it, it was... She didn't help. Yeah. And it's really just to say, well, we, well, she's in it. Everyone's in it. Well, you can cut some of these people out. Not everybody needs to be in it. The, I think it, there there could have been like a cool little satire movie in here, but it's two and a half hours long and it's it's mostly nonsense. And the editing's really, or yeah, yeah, this file is under editing. It's ridiculous. It, it seemed unfinished. Yeah, there were just parts where like the screen would freeze, and I, I thought it was my fault. I'm blaming myself when it's actually Adam McKay's choices. I'm like, is my TV lagging? It doesn't look like it's lagging. Yeah, so. Didn't like it. Not good. Uh, Okay. What else did I see? Oh, another Netflix movie. Uh, There's Someone Inside Your House, 2021. Much on the vein of Scream uh, 5. Scream 5. This is just a run-of-the-mill teenagers in high school slasher movie. This actually steals or borrows, homages, a lot to Scream. It's, It's kids in high school, but you definitely... I wonder... I don't think Scream started this, but now they've definitely popularized it. The okay, so there's a slasher, but it's someone in the group. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. like there's yeah. a, you know, it's not Jason. It's, it's oh, there, there's a killer, it's
1: but it's an inside job, if you will. So not only
0: are you watching like a slasher, but it's also like, oh, but it's a mystery too. Like, yeah. who, who's doing this? You know, so it's very much, this is very much, I know what you did last summer and scream but made in 2021. It's perfectly fine. It's a perfectly fine little Is a Netflix production Netflix right. production. yeah <clears throat> So it kind of has a little cheap you know it, it's not uh, it's not double look up. you know this is one of those there we're just producing these yeah. going on which I appreciate. good. throw, throw new stuff at me. Sure comes yeah. in under an hour and a half you know yeah, you watch it or you don't. Here's one that they threw at me just last week I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The 2022 I've seen, yeah, I've movie. I've seen this one. Um,
1: this one
0: This was on awful. This was so bad. Yeah. This is a movie I I hated. Um, I'll give it this. It's under an hour and a half. Comes in at like an hour 20. Fast. So fast that they just cut out any tension or a <laughs> plot or any type of character development. It, is this
1: a, a reimagining or is it a sequel to the latest?
0: So I read, I read a great article on Bloody Disgusting. This, much like Halloween 2018, this is a direct sequel to the original 1974 um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So it's canon. This is canon. <laughs> um, this is Halloween 2018 if it wasn't as good. <laughs> it, I mean, they there are almost shots where I was like, that's in Halloween. Like... <laughs> It 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 definitely borrows a lot from that movie, and then to say like, no, no forget you. Know there are ten Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. I would I would have guessed six if I had to guess. There are ten. I've I've only ever seen three. Double I've, digits. I've wow. seen the original. I've seen the remake, which actually I think I stand by as a pretty good remake, and I've seen this one. But uh, yeah, there are there are ten ten of these, and there are um, based on this article I read. Four different timelines that you can follow, um, oh, which boy. is always fun. You know, you could—they all kind of stem from the original or the remake. Did someone
1: make a really nice flowchart?
0: Yes, like, that's so really it's great. Not. So it's like '74. Then there were three direct sequels, as movies used to do. Then they had a remake. Then the remake had a sequel. Then the remake made a prequel. So that's one timeline. Then a movie in 2007 was like, forget that. We're making a sequel to the original. And then another movie is ah, forget that. We're making a prequel to the original, and now this one just says, none of that exists, we're making the sequel. Um, It was not a requel, as we learned from Scream 5. (laughs) I would not classify this as a requel. Requel. Maybe it is a requel, I don't know. Still iffy on all these terms. Um, Okay, that wasn't good. Here's just some good comfort movies I watched. Sister Act, 1992. I like that movie. So good. So um, good. Remember the Titans. Rewatching it now, I was like, oh, this is pretty corny. But it makes me feel... That it, scene, though. It's effective. That scene. Yeah. Denzel is great. One more yard. Man. Oh, yeah. Who's that? Uh, Will Patton. So the good. coaches are great. Uh, Bertier. He gets you. Um, Avon Barksdale. Barkstall, Avon's Yeah, play. You know, those guys on the, the left side of the line. It's, oh, it's great. Um... Bob, but, Bob, one other movie. I watched Moneyball. Fantastic movie. Yeah. That's a great movie. That's <laughs> yeah. all around great. I'm, you know, Pitchers and Cash Riker Report? I'm going to watch Moneyball. That's right, yeah. Oh. Um, watch, you know, Brad Pitt eat a eat a Twinkie in one bite. That's why you tune in. And uh, that's what I... Oh, one other movie. Yeah, I don't want to end on this one, but I watched it. Uh, 2013, The Last Stand. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the sheriff of a small oh, of town. Oh yeah, Johnny Knoxville's in it.
1: Is it that a remake? Is it? I think the Last Stand's a remake. Or am I thinking of the Rock movie? Walk Tall. Walking Tall. Walking Tall. That is a yeah, remake. Yes. Of walk tall. Yeah. Um, you know, it was fine. It's. I don't remember hating there's
0: it. There's not a lot to it. It was Arnold's comeback from being from politics. This yeah, was the right. first movie back he made. And it's just him, you know. Shoot, sh- it's a shoot 'em up, and uh, it's perfectly fine, perfectly fun. Uh, and that's what I watched along with two other movies that we tried to watch over the last three weeks. We watched to uh, kick off criminals Were rooting for a month. We watched the God. What year did this? The two thousand and oh, I didn't write it down. What year did this come out? An original thirteen, and then the sequel sixteen. We watched the two 2000- thousand. Sixteen sequel to the 2013 movie, Now You See Me. We watched Now You See Me 2. Uh, Now You See Me is a 2013 action heist comedy movie starring Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Morgan Freeman, uh, Woody Harrelson, Isla Fisher, Dave Franco, Mark Ruffalo, Michael Caine, directed by uh, Louis... Lettier, uh, this is the story of an FBI agent and an Airpool detective who are tasked to track down a team of illusionists who pull off bank heists during their performances and reward their audiences with the money. Four amazing magicians, three impossible heists, one billion dollars.
1: This is no illusion.
0: Was this your first time watching Now You See Me?
1: I think it was. I had thought I'd seen the original, but then I rewatched it. and I was like, maybe I haven't seen this movie.
0: You know, it's funny. So we brought this up last episode when we announced we were going to see it. You had said you had seen it before. I said I had not seen it. Turns out I had seen this because I was <laughs> watching it. Go, you know, wait, no, Mark, he's in it. He's he's part of this though, and he was. So I was like, I, I have seen this then. If I knew if, if I knew the twist, so I feel like they. Um, I feel like the twist kind of comes out of nowhere.
1: Oh yeah, it's, yeah. Uh,
0: they're not. There's They're not. There's not, not like a like. It's not one of. Those, if you go back and rewatch it, and you know, you can like pick up all the clues. I think they just pulled that right at the end to be like he's he's the leader of of the four horsemen.
1: Yeah, I, I felt like it wasn't as much of a twist as it was just a left turn.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not a
1: twist. It's just yeah. They just switch switch lanes. So when I started it, yeah. I was absolutely blown away by the card trick at uh, the beginning that Jesse be, Eisenberg yeah, does. Yeah. Because I don't know how they got me on film to pick that card. It was seven of diamonds, right? It was, yeah. It yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah. I was like, wow. And I thought, well, I should go back and like go slow-mo this and pause it. I was like, no, nah, just go with it. I like magic. Yeah. Just go with it. I, uh... So, okay, what did you think of this movie? It was It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. I don't know. It doesn't really make sense, but it's all right.
0: I I was along. Yeah, the opening card scene. I was into that. And then, you know, we're trying to be introduced to the characters. I liked everybody's introductions. I definitely stepped away for three seconds and missed something. Because they were all in this, like, run-down apartment. And this uh, Rube Goldberg device was going off. And then I came back, and then they were on stage. Um as like a as a big act.
1: Yeah, they kinda skip a pretty large yeah. time frame <laughs> and, which is surprising because like you said, the intro is like the origin the origin story of our heroes was actually pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Um but then all of a sudden we're we're in Vegas or yeah. whatever they wherever they are.
0: I, I like the magic elements to it to a certain point, but then by the end,
1: as like, oh
0: this this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't... I don't... I don't, I don't like that. <laughs>
1: doesn't make
0: any sense. Uh, but the the ride up to it was perfectly fun. Uh, the cast is all, um, f- you know, fun doing their part. I I like I liked them all. Eisenberg and, and Woody Harrelson are great. Yeah, the cast is good. Isla Fisher, Franco. Yeah, they were, all, You're they were Ruffalo. all
1: good. I like Ruffalo as a cop. Yeah, Ruffalo. I'm a big, big Ruffalo he fan. He looks like a cop, you know? I'm a big Ruffalo fan, and uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um... This movie had a seventy-five million dollar budget, grossed three hundred fifty-one million dollars, had fifty percent uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes based on one hundred sixty-nine reviews. Uh, the critical consensus is: uh, Oh, you know, I'm reading the, the wrong one. Here we go. <laughs> That's a spoiler for the next <laughs> one. Uh, or am I showing my hand so it distract you from what misdirection? Uh, this had a thirty-four percent on Rotten Tomato. Uh, had a ninety.
1: Wait a minute. Oh, you know I did. Here's. This is a trick, ladies and gentlemen. Mark is effing with me in front little, of your very ears.
0: Yeah, I keep showing you my notebook, <laughs> flipping it, like, oh, but you don't see what my other hand's is doing. Uh, what I do, this is a little behind the scenes, I write notes. And what I do is I put movie one on one page, I put movie two on the second page. Now, I always start with the original movie that we're going to break down. And then I do the remake or the sequel on the second page. Because that's how we discuss it in the
1: thing. I'm watching you closely right now. I'm now, waiting for like a queen of diamonds to come out of my ears.
0: Here's where I got thrown off. I label the title of my two pages, Now You See Me 2. So I'm looking at the top. This says, Now You See Me 2. Underneath it, it says, Now You See Me. 2013, PG-13, 116 minutes. But then when I flip over this page, it also says, Now You See Me too right at the top. That's my fault. All right. Now You See Me 2013, 75 million dollar budget, gross 351 million dollars, 50 percent review, uh, 50 percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. The critical consensus says: thinly sketched characters and scattered plot rely on sleight of hand from the director to distract audiences. Um, This movie opened second back in 2013 to Fast and the Furious Six, so another uh, sequel in this character, or uh, sorry, another sequel this weekend uh, so we flash forward three years later America was clamoring for it we need to know what happened to the horsemen after yes they jumped off that do we ever see them again once they jump off the thing no no they do yes Movie? we see them at the carousel
1: oh yeah yeah that's yeah. right that's and, right. and then we see the Mike,
0: Mike Ruff- or Mark Ruffalo is the guy
1: that's right he was
0: the, the wizard behind the curtain doing it all What well, we wanted to know What was up with the Horsemen after they were accepted into the Eye? So we go to 2013. Uh, The whole cast is back, and now they're joining... Well, most of the cast is back, minus Isla Fisher. She's replaced by Lizzie Kaplan uh, as a different character. She's not uh, playing the same character. We also get uh, Dale Ratcliffe joining. Uh, This one's directed by John Hemchu. Um, And now You See Me Too picks up a year later from the original... One year after outwitting the FBI and winning the public's um, adulation with their mind-bending spectacles, the four horsemen resurface, only to find themselves face-to-face with a new enemy who enlists them to pull off the most dangerous heist yet. You haven't seen anything yet. Now you see me, (laughs) too. Uh, What were your your initial thoughts of Now you see me, too? Uh,
1: Poor Daniel Radcliffe. Poor Daniel. That was an initial thought. Um... Where's Isla? Uh, um, I, I like Lizzie, but where's Isla? Yeah, she was pregnant during the filming of this. Okay, um, they they couldn't wait a few months. Yeah, but fairly not. I mean, I really liked her in the first one. I think. Yeah. But I like Lizzie Kaplan, too.
0: Yeah, Lizzie Kaplan's great. Um, I would. I wish she would replaced. Um, God, one of them's got to go. Dave Franco, I guess. That that that's the lineup right there. You go. Uh, if you give me, if you want to give me your four strongest horsemen. You give me Eisenberg, Harrelson, Fisher Kaplan.
1: Okay. Yeah. Strongest as in magi- magicians, or strongest as in performers, uh, or...
0: charismatic actors. I like to see on my screen.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. I hate, I hate buff and Franco, but you know. Yeah.
1: Um, also, this movie made absolutely no sense. <laughs> it's just that, at like zero sense. No, it's nonsensical. When
0: you string together what happened to this one and then you pair with what happened in the first one, now the first one makes even less
1: sense. (laughs) Makes less sense? But seems like a masterpiece in comparison. Oh, it definitely does. But then I
0: think, look, if I watch two and I go back and watch one, I say, their whole scheme is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Uh, Essentially, they're pinning a crime on a guy who has done nothing wrong. But then we add even more fucked up to it.
1: That guy's in on it. It it's so obnoxious on what they do with Morgan Freeman's character. Yeah, and and what I like about the second one is the mythos they're creating around this secret organization. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. and I and I thought, boy, they really messed up here. Like they should have just the first one should have just been what it was, which was. Fine, entertaining movie. Yeah. But this one should have been more about the eye and the mystery of the eye. Not that disguised as, like, saving the world again from Michael Caine or whatever. Yeah. And why'd they even bring his character back?
0: Uh, Like, it was supposed to be some great reveal. He was so stupid. That That when he shows up, and you're like, oh, someone's pulling Daniel Radcliffe's strings. And then it's My- Michael Caine Go, oh, yeah, I guess they
1: did steal from him. They it's stole just, from a lot of people, though. Yeah, and I, I feel bad for Daniel Radcliffe because I think he just has not been able to find his footing since Harry Potter ended. Yeah. And I, I saw a preview for something. He's he's in Sandra Bullock movie coming out. Oh, um, yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's character he played and now you see me too yeah luckily probably nobody saw now you see me too so no one's gonna know yeah that he can just do that again but I'm like what are you doing Daniel Radcliffe yeah Channing Tatum will make that fun though really
0: I don't know I mean it doesn't look good it looks silly though looks like, silly this could be like a silly movie yeah Sandra Bullock you know she's maybe it's good I I'll, I'll yeah. like
1: Sandy Bullock
0: exactly yeah she's very likable yeah. and uh, Chan Tatum and Brad Pitt Shows up in there, and I was like, yeah, this has the makings to be a very silly movie if, if
1: they wanted it to be.
0: But, I don't know. I will watch that
1: on Redbox. I have a feeling that their preview is showing us all the, the best jokes. That is also another, That's yeah. my assumption. Could be Jumanji, though, you know? Like, I saw the trailers for Jumanji, I was
0: like, okay, I don't want to see Jumanji. All right. And then we watched Jumanji, I was like, oh, Jumanji's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you won't know. I'll give it an hour and a half. We'll see what runtime is. If it's an hour forty six, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tapping cow.
1: Um, we just went down to Daniel Radcliffe.
0: Yeah, about. he is in the Weird Al. He is going to be Weird Al in the Weird Al biopic. Does that excite you?
1: Maybe. I mean, saw a picture of him with a mustache and a curly. I, like I think tight nineteen eighties fro. Maybe that could be the start of the Renaissance. Yeah. Perhaps. I mean, I think it's a story we're telling. Yeah, and seems like he could fit the part. Yeah, he he looked like Weird Al. I mean, it should be. Um, I can't remember his first name. Middle Ditch should be that guy, but because yeah. he looks like Weird Al, but okay, it should be Daniel Radcliffe. It should be Weird Al. The guy looks exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know if you see Weird Al recently, but he looks exactly like he did. I mean, his hair is long. He wears it long now, but <laughs> I mean, you can fix that. And you know, you just put him in a little wig and put a mustache on him, and he looks exactly like he did filming UHF. <laughs> Man has an age. He's vegan. You know, it's that vegan diet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe when I hit fifty, I'll I'll try it out just to you know keep life going a little longer. But yeah, uh, yeah whatever he's doing, it's working for him. <laughs> uh, all right, what wh- what did you like about this movie?
1: Like, we didn't uh, like Ratcliffe. Is that
0: what we're getting at? We didn't like Ratcliffe? Or it was I'm a not, waste of Ratcliffe's.
1: I'm not it's not that I didn't like him. I just like the character made no sense. Yeah. The the plot is there is no plot. It's, yeah. it's it's thread threadbare. I I liked I mean I liked some of the tricks. I like the I like the the main force performances. Yeah. I think. Um I, I I know what they were trying to do with the Lizzie Kaplan Dave Franco. Uh what they were they were trying to do. Yeah. Just didn't work. Yeah. But I like the attempt there. Right. Um I like that. I think. Yeah. I like some of the magic. I like the finale. I think finale we, magic. I liked all that stuff.
0: I think the only thing I don't like about this movie is that I don't think this this is clearly movie magic and not um real magic. And I was like I, I watch it and I know magicians do crazy stuff how does Jesse Eisenberg fall backwards into a puddle and disappear that's not that's that's sorcery
1: yeah that's
0: not magic yeah. you know when he does the stuff with the card or like Dave Franco when, you know, so there's this big last act and all four are kind of doing their own thing and then it turns into one big act Dave Franco's, I get. They're explaining it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I see. Like, there's people in on it. And then, but then every now and then it will just something crazy where it's like, yeah, and then um, Jesse Asimov just disappears. I was like, that's, that's he just disappeared? Yeah. I wish they had, like, I, and maybe you do. Maybe if you buy the DVD, I, w- I want everything they did to be practical. Like, a magician oversaw this. And said, "Yeah, this would all this this would this would fly." And I don't get a feeling that's what I saw. Um, but I liked um, I like. Oh, this scene completely stupid when you think about it. But as I'm watching, I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's that's cool." Where they are sneaking out the um, computer chip. No. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I thought that was, uh, that thought, was and that me. was one where I go, look, they're showing me the magic. Yes. Yeah. I, I believe even though that's probably all, there probably wasn't a, there probably wasn't even a computer ship there, it's all CGI'd in. Yeah. At least I think it's like, okay, I see how they're
1: doing this. And it was in that and I like that because that's like the card trick, right? Is like the base trick. That's that's a magician's starting point, right? Yeah. The card trick. And I like that they all had to learn how to manipulate a card. Mm-hmm. To get like we we got these, uber talented, you know, magicians. Jesse Eisenberg's your Chris Angel type, your street magic guy, you mm-hmm. know. But they all got to do this card thing. Yeah, and it, it, that was I really thought that was fun. I mean, not you you can't throw cards like that. Yeah, consistently without practice and in, in an unknown situation unless yeah. you're gambit. But that was fun. Yeah, that was fun.
0: Dave Franco's gambit in a rebooted X-Men universe. I'd see it. <laughs> uh, though, then you watch the end of the movie, and, and now I think, okay, well, you've, you've made the one scene I liked in this movie. Uh, you took away the stakes. Now it's less cool, because they're all in on it. Everyone's in on it. This movie has no... This whole series, there's no stakes. Yeah. Everyone's in on it. So it's just magicians fooling other magicians. That seems silly. It is. is that is that what happens at the magic castle? Is just magicians doing tricks for other magicians? <laughs> eh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a part of that. Um, what didn't you like about Now You See Me
1: Two? Um, oh man, Woody Harrelson playing two characters.
0: <laughs> I like that. I, I hated it. I, I, the other Woody Harrelson shows up. I was like, look at Woody. He's having a blast.
1: I I just thought it was such like a cheap out way uh, like. I, really thought, I was like, at least someone's having fun in this movie. i did. At least Woody Harrelson's having fun. I mean, I just... I thought it was such a cop-out. Oh. And, and then and then when you got... Did it, you think that was going to come in... It is coming out because it never
0: comes into play. Right, that's I big. thought Hero Woody replaced Evil that's Woody what I thought. at the, the end.
1: Tri- that wasn't the case. magic tricks on us. Yeah. Us. That's what I thought, too. I thought in the end that would be the big like, the reveal. Like, there's
0: a reason they're doing
1: it. Yeah, yeah that'd be the big reveal... Is that what he swaps places, hypnotizes his brother to be him, yeah. swaps places with him, impersonates him, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then I thought, well, that's good. That's too obvious and stupid. And luckily, they didn't do that. Maybe. But then what they did do made equally less sense. The whole hypnotize the whole hypnotize thing is used way beyond what it should be used for in both these movies.
0: It, it comes to a point where. I mean, they could do any. They they could just mind control. It, it was kind of used sparingly in the first one, but almost. But even then, it was just so you could just walk up to anybody and get whatever you want. Yeah, just go up to Michael Caine and give and get his money. Yeah, well, yeah. Why did you have to trick him into giving him your passwords? Yeah. Why didn't you just hypnotize him and have him give you passwords? Yeah. When they hypnotized Common, Common had no recollection. You know, what it turned out that Common's the one who led him into something. He had no idea he did that. So why can't you just trick Michael Caine into giving you his passwords? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hypnotizing. I get everyone had needed like their thing, but I think for the Woody House character they relied too much on it. Um, okay, so you didn't like him playing two characters. Who should have played his brother?
1: I don't necessarily think it needs to be a brother. Yeah. I mean, yeah, someone should be his brother. I don't know. Throw Owen Wilson in there. Mm. I don't care. Like. I really don't care. I uh, just did not like the the identical twin thing. No, there's, there's two answers.
0: One is I'm going through a, a true detective rabbit hole, so it should have been Matthew McConaughey. But then the other <laughs> one it should have been Wesley Snipes because they were brothers in Money Train. Okay. And uh, that would that would be a great little week to the camera. And I at least would have got a kick out of that if <laughs> it turns out they they end up in China. He's playing the same like type too. He's playing that like smiley like, and it's Wesley Snipes. And then they're like, who the fuck is this guy? He's like, that's my brother. <laughs> I'm like, ah, fro- I, it would have been the Rick Dalton putting at the screen meme. Yeah. It would have been me. But yeah, it, it was him. Um, I, there, there is no plot. And then the big reveal at the end, I just think it's dumb. It was, it was when you find out that Morgan. When you find out that Mark Ruffalo is in on it, it's not that great of a real reveal. And I think it kind of takes away a little bit from the movie. And then you find out his motivations for it, and that makes it even worse. And then now you have this and it turns out just everyone they encountered was also in on it except for Daniel Radcliffe and Michael Kane and Morgan Freeman even he he's
1: the yeah. keeper of the eye I mean I mean the first the first one was, went from a heist movie to a revenge movie in a in a snap of a finger right yeah. And then this one like you think it's a revenge movie then I don't know what the hell it is but yeah Mor- Morgan Freeman is the the leader and 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 was Ruffalo's dad's partner that wasn't it. it turns out that was an elaborate show yeah that went wrong what the hell are you talking about this is bullshit it's yeah it was, it was bullshit it's all bullshit <laughs> and then you're watching
0: it and the stairs are not i don't know i just yeah i didn't once it ends i was like yeah you, well yeah this, you just took all the stakes away if everybody was in on it i just i i do want to see what they're looking at yeah you know i liked yeah, he's like, "Oh, go! Don't go through that door." They go through the door and they look down. I was like, "Well, what are they looking at?" Now I gotta sit st- through. Now you see me three. Is an Isla Fisher at the bottom? <laughs> Is that what we see? Turns
1: out, she's behind it.
0: Yeah. Oh no, it's Michael K. <laughs> he's behind it. He's the greatest magician. Um, you, know, you know, another positive. Um, the whole. Reveal of how the last thing where, where you think they're they're, they're doomed, but it turns out that it's all a magic trick. I like that because again, it, it makes me think that they're actual magicians that they set all this up. There's way too much hypnotizing going on in it, but I like the whole ah oh, here's how we did it, here's how we because you know they're getting thrown out that plane. You go all right, how are they getting out of this one? Yeah, which surprises they just learned how to fly. That he Chris Angels in he he can levitate. <laughs> like, <laughs> David Blaine he's just levitating that wouldn't surprise me at least it was like a practical like oh no they, they were never actually even on a plane they
1: just tricked everybody into thinking they were on a plane yeah I mean I I like that I like that whole part of them revealing their tricks to the mass audience yeah but like even that trick there's been nobody is getting killed there's been no death yeah in these movies No one's murdering anyone And no. then all of a sudden Michael King's just fine Throwing people out of a plane Well they took uh, they, they took a billion dollars from him It's just Doesn't make sense Yeah I mean as, uh, as As they told us It's too easy It's That's too easy for Michael King This is like, the most dangerous Dangerous heist yet Like a, bi- a billionaire Can get someone killed Anytime Like yeah. It's not a problem to kill someone If you're a billionaire but like, but they got those cards. That's the thing, though. He like a billionaire would want to inflict like mass. To me, a billionaire would want to inflict absolute mass like torture. Yeah, just to throw some out of a plane. I don't know. I didn't buy yeah. that.
0: Well, it wasn't that he wanted to, That he didn't kill him right away. It's like they needed him? They they needed them to do a job, right? Right. Yeah. To steal the micro the, the microchip. Yeah. Which, if we're going back to bad things. Did no one do any research on basic computer lingo? At one point, Lizzie Kaplan says, "Unencode." I I, unencode. That's that's what you're going with.
1: Unencode anything.
0: It can unencode anything. Decode. There was just a bunch of like when they're talking about the microchip. I was like, oh, oh, whoever wrote this has no idea what they're talking about. These are like stand-in words, like when you write in your first draft and like we'll go fix it. They this. just stand, yeah. Yeah, we'll go fix it. What this. is it
1: what is it when a computer like locks something yeah. down? Uh, it's in code. It's in code. Yeah, they should have figured out it's encrypt.
0: Yeah. And yeah. It, encrypt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's just a ton of that. Was, no you, you didn't one took a second pass of this to be like, yeah, okay, let's let's fix some of this. Um yeah, so they to do the heist. They trick Dale Ratcliffe into thinking he gets the actual thing, and then, yeah, then... Well, okay, I, I guess I'll give them this much credit. They hypnotized everyone to throw them off the plane.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Because it had to be, what's his, his brother's Cole? Is that his name? They hypnotized them, and they're like, in, in the big reveal, like, oh, it had to be your idea to throw a, us off the plane so they could do sure. their... their Okay. Floating thing, but uh, yeah, because you're right. Michael K. When, when he uh, takes his revenge on Mark Ruffalo, that's a bil- That's that's an evil genius's plan, right? Yeah. Put him in a safe. Put throw him, him in the s- river. Yeah. yeah. Kill him the same way his father died. Yeah. Um, yeah. Throw him off the plane. But yeah, hypnotize everybody. Um, would you like to see a
1: sequel to Now You See Me Two? I'm 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 very interested in the eye. <laughs> I'm very interested in, in the eye. I, I feel like they would <laughs> let me down with the reveal of the eye. I want to know what they're, I want to know what's in that building. I want to know what, what other kind of things they're up to. Yeah. I mean, is the eye just for doing tricks? I don't know. What's their, gra- what's their grander purpose? Yeah, what does the eye do? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it so important? Now
0: Mark Ruffalo is the, the keeper of the eye. What was Morgan Freeman doing...
1: Signing paychecks. It's just the freaking magician's union. <laughs> is that all it is? Having work stoppages in Vegas. Yeah. You know? Flexing muscle. That's
0: but, You know, they make sure, um, you know, all jobs are formed safely with the union mem- reps, uh, thing, you know, make yeah. sure everybody's getting breaks when they need breaks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, it's just, yeah, to make sure that a safe never, um, fails again. You know, you got, it's gotta be a union job. It's the eye. Um,
1: I'm just into that kind of stuff. I'm into yeah. the mystery, and I'm in. I'm into these secret society, grander schemes things, and and they just like are scraping at it. So they're like purpose, like for me, they're they're like they're they're just like poking at my like what I'm really into, just a little bit, just enough. I don't give a crap about what happens to to Woody Harrelson's character. Yeah.
0: What about his brother?
1: Definitely don't <laughs> care about his brother, but.
0: I want to know what the eyes. You want about. to know about the eyes? Okay, well let me throw this at you. I do not want to see Now You See Me three. Also, they, they fumbled. They fumbled the bag with Now You See Me two. Like it's, this movie should not be called Now You See Me two. It should should, should be called Now You See Me two. Now you don't, colon now you don't. <laughs> they didn't get that right because the original title of this movie was called Now You See Me colon the second act. Better, but the obvious now you don't is right there. They decided to just go, now you see what So I definitely don't want to see
1: Ni-2. No, you can't go now you know It's too obvious. <laughs> Haven't you learned
0: anything? Sometimes. <laughs> no, let me let me share this with um, Ed Solomon and Peter Chivarelli, the writers of this movie. Who? Ed Solomon. He wrote some stuff. He wrote uh, Men in Black. He's the writer on three Bill and Ted movies. Charlie's Angels. You know, man knows his way around Hollywood. Let me say this to you. Sometimes, the obvious is okay. When... The alternative is not a twist, but turning left. <laughs> so if you don't have a good twist, if you don't have a good uh, you know, alternative, just give me what I'm expecting then. Uh, okay, what about a remake to Now You See Me that focuses on the eye? Is there a movie that interests you that you think should be remade
1: in this IP? <coughs> yeah. I, I think they should remake Now You See Me 2. Oh. But it is these characters being like indoctrinated in what the eye is.
0: We, I wonder if there's a. So we were just talking about this with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There must be a title where a new movie comes and says, forget what you saw in Now You See Me 2. This is the actual sequel to Now You See Me 2. And it's just called, this is going to be really confusing, it's just called Now You See Me. But it's the sequel to Now You See Me 2013. And it's it's the direct sequel. Um, or requel, I don't know. I still don't that's the, that's the <laughs> right term. Yeah. So it picks up where Mark Ruffalo throws that lock into the ocean or whatever, into the, in Paris, picks up a year later, and they forget the Dale Ratcliffe, they forget the Michael Caine thing, it is about the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I can dig that. My thing, um, I would say we do need a, a remake. Forget the whole I thing. I want to see magicians robbing a casino, because I think that would be cool. <laughs> or robbing a bank. It should be Ocean's Eleven, but they're all
1: magicians. And there's only four of them. Eleven's two I twisty. mean, it, it, the, that's the movie I want. I mean, that, but the Ocean's Eleven heists are all misdirection, and it is exactly what Now You See Me is. Yeah. I yeah. So we've already got that movie. Yeah, it's wanted, called Ocean's Eleven. I want it again
0: <laughs> but with Jesse Eisenberg in it. You can't give me too much of a good thing. Ocean's Eleven is a great movie. What if
1: Jesse Eisenberg heist. was one of the eleven? That'd be great.
0: Who'd he replace? Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> right, like he would, like Matt Damon's the pickpocket. He's the yeah. It'd be Eisenberg. Yeah. Harrelson plays both the Morbid Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> he replaces Scott Kahn and uh, Casey Affleck. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then, and then Lizzie Kaplan gets in there because hey, why not add a lady to your Ocean's Eleven? Uh, it's 2022, Danny Ocean. Maybe you never heard of something called equality? She's the new John. Chico. Who's in the the Bullock Ocean's movies? Who's the women? Oh, uh, Kate Blanchett, Sandra Bullock, Aquafina. There's, like, another big actress. There's, like, Kate Blanchett. Sandra Bullock was, like, a third, like... Oh, that's, like, an, that's a That's a credible actress. Yeah. Uh, Rihanna. Um, there are eight of them. Anne Hathaway. She's the Mark Ruffalo. And At the Hathaway. end, you find out she's in on it. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah. Um, let's see. Oceans 8. Um... No, no, I mean, you know, Sarah Paulson, but that's not who I was thinking. So, yeah, it was probably Kate Blanchett, Sandra Bullock, Ann Hathaway, Sarah Paulson, Aquafina, Mindy Kaling, Helen, Helena Bonham, Rihanna. I think those are. Why you didn't know, they get she's. Lizzie Kaplan to be in that. Should have. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I'm putting her in Oceans 11, though. She's taking Don Cheeto's role. Yeah. As the explosive expert. And uh, who am I li- living out? Oh, Dave Franco? Uh, Franco can be the new Elliot Gould. <laughs> He's the money man behind it all.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: There you go. Yeah, that's a great movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I love a good heist. This wasn't heisty enough. Um, I do like the reveal in the first one of how they robbed the Bank of Paris. Um, yeah, it's, I, I like that kind of stuff. Um, that's what I wanted. But then when you. I, I guess I. Even if it was the eye, I just don't want the reveal that Mark Ruffalo is. Leading the investigation. Yeah. I want a real foe. I want a real foe. They didn't have none of these movies has a real foe. I guess Michael Caine, but like Morgan Freeman turns out he's not a foe. Mark Ruffalo's not a foe. Like,
1: yeah. Who is the eyes' real enemy? Ratcliffe. I know. I was I I was watching uh, the original. I was I was watching. I was thinking, man, Mark really likes a heist reveal. I hope he gets a good one here. And I was like, yeah, that's okay, I guess.
0: Oh, the fact that the stage drops the guy in. To a replica of the bank, which is straight out of Oceans Eleven. And it turns out they robbed the, the the truck before it even got there a week earlier? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, too much hypnotize. Okay, oh, you know, so this it's was just actually, too easy, though. The Woody Harrelson stuff. So he can go up to somebody, put him to sleep, do the thing. But to get the French guy to Vegas, the, all four of them had to go to Paris and suddenly like keep showing him like poker chips like, they had to incept him they had to incept him <laughs> couldn't Woody Harrelson have just, just run into him Yeah. sleep go to Vegas in three weeks <laughs> sign your name to this cards. so we have it right yeah it doesn't follow the rules um do you need to see the original to enjoy now you see me too
1: I think you kind of do. Yeah,
0: I think you do. You wouldn't know the Morgan Freeman thing, yeah. even though that they throw that out the window. The whole Mark Ruffalo being in the FBI thing. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot. I guess the Michael Caine of it all. I'm still baffled why
1: in two he's uh, Ruffalo's still in the FBI. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you need all that shit that went down? Why do you need to stay in the FBI? Yeah. The, yeah, you got your revenge. That's just like... Huh. What's the point? And you're not having the horsemen do jobs anymore, so, well, why why put another yeah, year? And if it was such a good trick, why did you need to stick around and 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 throw investigators off their scent? Yeah, why? He should have tell me that's part of the trick.
0: Chris Angels ball back, it's empty boring. clothes. Yeah, bunch of doves fly out or something. And they go, oh, it's magic. Or lasers. I don't know.
1: Yeah, lasers are cool still. <laughs>
0: you know it was a you know it was a great magic scene I was just thinking as uh Murderville where they are interrogating the magician yes I wanted some of that <laughs> <laughs> that's what I wanted <laughs> that's um I, it was it was a fun show we, we didn't talk, talk we had no time to talk television I'm gonna talk about it now that was a fun show but yeah them interrogating David Wayne playing a magician was very funny to me <laughs> Um, alright you gotta watch one of these again which one are you watching first I'll watch the original first again I'll watch the original and probably just turn it off with six minutes to go watch them jump off the building and then that's the, a satisfying yeah, ending
1: the end, of, the end is pointless yeah it's absolutely pointless you
0: don't need the carousel the reveal of Ruffalo you don't need Ruffalo confronting Morgan Freeman you don't need the weird dialogue of come close not that close. Watch what we're doing, but don't watch what we're doing. And then they all take turns saying stuff. Uh, yeah, movie's not that deep. You don't, you don't, need, you no. don't need that whole voiceover tag.
1: It just didn't make, it, it didn't fit. Any of them didn't fit. That yeah. Like you mentioned, that voiceover thing, that didn't fit. The reveal was just pointless. Yeah. Like, it didn't need to happen. Just let them get away. Yeah. Then let's tell me, what, then we'll go to Now You See Me 2. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: I want to believe that Mark Ruffalo was the FBI agent tracking them down, and at the end, he lost. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they bested him. Um, all right, now you see me too. Did we need it?
1: No. That's a hard no for me.
0: Yeah, this. I, I would say the first one's fun kind of forgettable. I don't think it needed a sequel at all, but it certainly didn't need this. This one, I would. line, this is bad. This is a bad movie. Um, yeah, you know,
1: I, I'll say a yes to some pretty bad sequels yeah. just because I feel like yeah, continuation was was worth a shot, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. This was a hard no for me. It was it was just though there were some enjoyable parts, it was just not good. Yeah. It was it was an absolute pointless movie.
0: Yeah, I I I, I echo that and
1: um It's just like this Robin Hood thing, like I don't give a shit. Yeah. like we got we got it we got it in the first one like I yes we, I, yeah I don't I don't need to they just redid it with different with different sets
0: you know um, I don't know how they distributed it, the guys billion dollars I was watching that scene where they have everybody write down their, their bank what their uh, uh, balance is right now and then the first lady, it's very, you know, it's kind of a bummer. She only has, like, $75 in her bank. And then they give her, you know, like, oh, well, now you have seventeen thousand seventy five dollars i am like, oh, that was nice. But then a lady who has, like, $3,000, they give her, like, $40,000. Is this going like a fair Absolutely, cause exchange?
1: Absolutely, because <laughs> they, they vetted everyone in, in the stadium. It's by merit, Mark. Oh, okay. It's by merit. If that $75 lady deserved more, she would have got more. more. <laughs> but frankly... She's got $75 and she's at a high priced Vegas show. Yeah. Well, she was invited. So. Yeah. You know, she might deal blackjack at night, you know, like she, she might be on a Based on merit. Yeah. You know, based on merit.
0: Which is Woody Harrelson's name, isn't it? Is his name Merit? I don't remember. I think his name's Merit. <laughs> uh, I like. I did enjoy the names of this. Uh, in that, I like that uh, Eisenberg. Is his name is Jace? So, like he has an initial to stars. Like that sounds like a magician.
1: Yeah, J Daniel Atlas.
0: And then yeah, has, his
1: name's Greg. It's a perfect musician. Yeah. Name.
0: And then Merritt McKinney, but his name is Merritt. So perhaps he incepted you. He. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I you know uh, Liza Kaplan. I thought she was great. I thought she was having a blast with her her role. Lula. It's not as good. I mean, out of was Henley Reeves. That's a great magician. Yeah. Man. Uh, And then Dave Franco, Jack Wilder. That's fine.
1: Yeah, he's not really a musician. He's a thief. <laughs> he's yeah, he's a thief. Yeah, he, he's just great at pickpocketing. He's a rogue, you know. Oh, but he's fling that uh, throw that, that card, card yeah. yeah. Um, and Ruffalo knew he's like, I need a good card throw for this for the next two movies, so I'm yeah. gonna get this rogue here that's yeah, stealing yeah. from people.
0: Um, all right, yeah. I mean, that kind of puts a puts a bow on it. Um would have liked more heisting, but uh, instead we just get this nonsensical plot where the heist don't matter. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Uh,
1: yeah. What are we doing next? Oh, yeah. So, uh, theme is... What was the theme?
0: Like, uh, criminals were rooting yeah, for
1: shoot, Yeah, shoot. Love for the bad guys. Love for the bad guys. So, I thought about this long and hard, and I came and I decided I had some options here. I won't name them all because I think they could be used further down the line. Yeah. But I was a I was like, I can't believe we watched see Me 2 and it was one of the worst things. Ooh. So, I'm going to I'm coming at you hard, Mark. Yeah. And it's not a this isn't a revenge movie. I'm coming at you hard. We are watching Smoking the Bandit 2. Ooh. Yeah. I now I'm pretty sure
0: I have only seen bits and pieces of Smokey Bandit, Smokey Bandit 2, through what they would re-show on, like, CMT
1: or... Right, like, yeah. Film. So, <laughs> I'm music looking forward television to this is Because I a blast from the past. People like that Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Burr Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. So, Smokey and the Bandit 2 All right. is the assignment for next week. I look and, forward to it. And I am planning on watching both. Is he a criminal? I guess we're going to find out. So...
0: Yeah, he, he's, uh... He's... Illegally smuggling something. Yeah, they That's are. The, they the are. Plot.
1: They are driving booze across state lines. That's at least the plot for the first. That'll get you. That'll get you in prison. So yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, all right. Um, if you have thoughts on "Now You See Me" too, if you want to get a jump start on smoking the bandit, too, you can email us at dbtgpodcast@gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, Instagram. Rate, review Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Stitcher podcast wherever you get podcasts you can rate review uh do all that um yeah we'll be back next week with Smoking the tune until then it's been Don't Be That Guy Guide to Sequel Remakes
1: pull a hat out of a rabbit that's good it's good to be positive despite making zero progress in a year